Hi everyone and welcome. This is the Be Well, Be Safe, Be Happy, Eat Ice Cream podcast and I'm your host, Coach Brad. This podcast is about all things related to love, life, health, and the pursuit of happiness. Every week, I'll interview a different guest who is setting a new standard and redefining what it means to get the most out of life. With that, let's get started. Okay, thanks so much uh, again, everybody, for joining me. As always, this is the Be Well, Be Safe, Be Happy, Eat Ice Cream podcast, and I'm Coach Brad, still here and still rocking and rolling and doing good and, and hoping everybody is enjoying enjoying everything right now. I, again, I always like to say thank you for, for tuning in and listening. If you are listening today, I certainly do appreciate that. I like to bring a lot of different thoughts and opinions and ideas and expertise to the podcast, and today is no different. I've got, as I always say, another awesome, awesome, awesome guest for you today. Uh, her name is Jacqueline Doyle, and she is actually up in Toronto. Canada uh, coming to us from Toronto today. Uh, she is a primal health coach and she's going to be talking to us about nutrition and specifically something she calls the food mood connection. So Jacqueline, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for being here. Hey, Brad, thanks so much for having me and for the wonderful introduction. I, I, I try my best. Yeah, I've actually, I'm still, yeah, still working on some of that myself too. But so anyway, Jacqueline, yeah, I was checking out your website a little bit and what you do and what the heck is this food mood connection? That's something I've never even heard of. So can you tell us a little bit about that? I can, of course. So the food mood connection. So there's so many different elements that can go into our nutrition, our health, our wellness. Um, so what I really chose to focus on was that food mood connection, the connection between, you know, what we put in our bodies, um, specifically the nutrition value, the nutrition density, and how that affects specifically our mood, um, you know, emotional health, physical health, spiritual health. There's a lot of good research coming out of this, um, this food mood connection. And so, you know, rather than focusing on what I can't have and what, you know, restriction, I really focused on what I can have for optimal brain health, energy, mood, weight, all of these things that sometimes we kind of forget about when we're, you know, almost in this continuous um, cycle of dieting, if that makes sense. That, that does, that does. Let me take you back real quick also, Jacqueline, because I was reading on your website again, Th this has been a journey for you also, right? Like you weren't always in tune with the food mood connection. Can you actually take us back for a second? What was it like in the beginning for you and how you kind of transitioned to this whole self-discovery journey of, of food and what role it's played for you? Yes, for sure. And, um, you know, I think everybody's health journey is so personal and so different. Um, but for me, you know, I am someone that has been dieting and yo-yo dieting from a very young age. Okay. And you're really, you know, you kind of get into this cycle where you, you know, you get a new diet or you try a new food plan or you try this and that, which I think are all great things. I think it's really good to experiment with your body um, and try different plans and try different foods that obviously make you feel really good. But if you're doing it from a, you know, position or stance of purely wanting to lose, lose weight, 
um, yeah. or, you know, continuously doing these kind of diet, yo-yo dieting things. Um, I just found that that took a lot from what was actually fueling my body and becoming more in tune with my body. Um, so, you know, I would follow a, a diet plan or follow a specific food plan and I would do everything perfectly. And then after, you know, the two weeks or the three weeks, I would almost find myself going right back to where I started. Um, and I really wanted to get off that cycle of yo-yo dieting. So for me and what I did for my personal journey is I really actually started to focus on habits and what foods really, really made me feel good and what gave me the energy for, um, you know, working, coaching, um, I'm in school right now as well. And then I'm also a runner. So what, you know, what foods really help me um, perform my best in my running? What, what foods really help me keep that energy past 3 p.m. so I don't have that slump every day? Um, so once I started to focus what felt good in my body and a whole foods diet, it really shifted my mindset towards um, food, nutrition, and that food mood connection. Well, as a fellow run coach, I'll have to pick your brain on that later about oh, amazing, yes, help with running because that's something I've I've struggled with. But let, let me, you said something very interesting that I think a lot of people struggle with, and you said you started to tune in with what your body was telling you. Can you kind of explain that a little bit more? What you mean by that? Like, how do you tune into your body, or what was yeah. that? Yeah, and I think tuning in also, you know, we we sometimes forget about to to really check in with ourselves when we're we're focusing so much on something outside of us. Um, so once we start to really tune into how certain foods make us feel, um, it really just kind of you know, like I said, changed my perception with things. So if you're following a, a very rigid specific plan and, you know, you're eating something that just does not make you feel well, or it, it makes your blood sugar go high and then down and your energy crashes, um, you know, we can forget to tune in just purely because we're focusing so much on what the plan says that we forget to, you know, really look within and say, actually, this food doesn't make me feel great. Why don't I try something different and see how that feels. It's so much for me about experimentation. Um, and then, you know, really kind of checking in to see, like I said before, you know, how I, how I feel and how I perform and all of the, all of these things have really helped me with, um, that specific journey. So what, what changes did you start to notice in yourself? You said this idea of more energy, what, what foods were you eating that you then started to switch to and, and how did you kind of start to come off of the whole yo-yo cycle? Yeah, and it's so it's such an important question. So I am glad you're asking about these um, these type of things because I think it's you know important to talk about. So for me, the foods that completely fuel me are eating a very you know primal based diet um, and a whole foods diet. So I really don't restrict too much from my diet, but I really do watch like my sugar intake, um, my uh, kind of obviously processed carbs and junk food. I really don't eat that anymore. Um, and then also the processed oils. So you can find a lot of so-called, you know, and I say it in air quotes, healthy foods in the grocery store, especially when you're just starting out on your health journey. And they'll be chocked full of, you know, 
those hidden ingredients. So they can be very high in sugar, but claim that they're healthy. Um, or they can, you know, contain a lot of your canola oil, your vegetable oil that can be quite toxic. Um, and so the foods for me is very much fresh vegetables, lean meats, really, really good, healthy fats. Um, and then, you know, my carbs really come from vegetables, sweet potatoes, white potatoes. Um, but again, you know, I don't, I really try and follow that 80, 20 method, um, where if I'm out for dinner and I want to have, you know, a bowl of pasta, I don't think about it in this. I can't have that type of mindset anymore, anymore. Or ice cream. The last part of the class is eat ice cream. And actually that, that eat ice cream part has, has a bunch of different meanings. It is the, the eat ice cream part is exactly what you just said. The 80, 20, it is about yep. balance and finding that balance. Yeah. I, I've been extreme one way, you know, too, too healthy and then extremely the other way in, in the beginning of my journey, not healthy. So let, let me kind of, again, Jacqueline, how, how did you get off the yo-yo part though? Was it just, you started feeling better and you're like, ah, oh, this is it. This is what's working for me. Or, cause I know it's that psychological part that a lot of people really get stuck on. Yep. Yep, for sure. It's, there's so much psychology behind it. Um, and, you know, as someone who I'm, I'm currently doing my master's in counseling psychology, and it's something that, you know, even before I started doing this um, master's degree, it was always something I was so interested in when I was coaching clients, like, but what, you know, you can talk about your why, but there's just so many deeper meanings as to this, right? Um, yeah. So me personally, honestly, Brad, I got so sick of um, eating, you know, what I would say an health on super unhealthy weekend and feeling like almost out of control with food and then buying a new diet book on Monday. And that cycle happened so many times that I finally just, you know, got so sick of it that I just started focusing on like buying groceries that really fueled me. Um, I started meal prepping a lot, which is something that I think helped a lot because I wasn't, you know, opening the fridge and there was nothing in there and then ordering Uber Eats or going out to get a quick bite. Um, meal prepping helped so much. Um, and then adding in foods rather than restricting and then noticing how my energy and my mood felt. So for someone, you know, I, I'm quite busy right now with with a couple different things. And I just found that I really needed this brain power. And what was giving me this energy and this brain power was whole foods lean meat, good fats, and, you know, really staying away from the junk food, the processed carbs and the sugar. So you hit on a key aspect about this energy. And of course, I'll get back to the, the food mood connection here in a second. But so many people want to go on this, this health journey, as they call it, or health and wellness journey, because they want to have more energy, uh, as they put it, is, is what you're describing here, you know, this whole food diet and primal diet, is that really a key to having this, this, this idea of more energy then? I really think so. Um, and I have been following, you know, a version of the paleo primal diet for a really long time now. Um, and as have my parents and I have a really good example with my parents. Um, my sure. dad was someone that actually he has um, suffered from two heart attacks. Oh, he wow. was overweight most of my life. And he adopted him and my mom adopted a paleo diet um, honestly, it's probably been 10 years now and he has kept off, I would say probably between 50 and 60 pounds for the last 10 years and is so healthy now and he was just on this trajectory of eating junk food and 
um, you know, drinking his calories, eating a lot of sugar, and it wasn't working for him. And he had tried so many diets in the past. And then once they started on this paleo approach, um, you know, they started with Mark Sisson and his work, um, it completely changed the game for both of them. And that was really inspiring to me. Um, so for me, and I'm probably going around in circles now with your question, but <laughs> oh, no, no worries, you're fine. I would say this diet has changed um, my cravings and um, that side of things so much with the lower sugar approach. I am someone that if I have um, a, if I were to have a bagel in the morning for breakfast, my cravings go so high for sugar throughout the rest of the day that I feel like I'm almost out of control with food. So for me, I watch my sugar and that just keeps me so energetic and so like in this happiness state because I'm not getting that quick carbohydrate sugar fix from um, my foods. Jacqueline, real quick, you, you, you mentioned sugar. Are you talking about like the processed refined yes. like, like granular sugar or? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yep. And the stuff that you kind of find in the highly processed foods. Um, so for me, I, I definitely make a time and place for sugar and for ice cream, of course, <laughs> and treats. Um, but it definitely treat, doesn't, yeah. Make, yeah, it definitely doesn't make up, you know, a large portion of my diet. So the connection between, let's look at this. So we've got food, we've got mood, and then I'll even throw in another one that, I, that I've been reading about. And I think I saw on your webpage too, this idea of gut health. So we've mm -hmm. got food, mood, and gut health. Uh, these are all interconnected then basically is what you're saying. And someone wanting optimal health, is this, is this really where it begins then? This, this food, mood, kind of gut health connection then? I think so. And there's so, again, there's so much research coming out in gut health and the way that, um, you know, some of the kind of diet plans don't personalize someone's nutrition. So two people can, you know, ingest the exact same foods and how it's processed in their gut is going to be completely different based on their own personal microbiome. So, you know, that's why I love coaching so much because you can make it very personalized to somebody. Um, so I would say for me, for sure, gut health is a, a huge first step in kind of looking at your diet and how you can optimize and eating, you know, those foods that are going to benefit your guts. So your prebiotics, your, um, postbiotics, your probiotics. So for my prebiotics and probiotics, I really make this really delicious smoothie every morning and it really sets the tone of my day. Um, yeah, but I include a lot of those pre and probiotics in that smoothie. So I'm getting that big dose right from the morning. Okay. Well, well, hold on just a sec. Cause I may ask you for that recipe on, on air, of course. but <laughs> I just want to share. So for anyone that is listening right now, um, Jacqueline knows what she's talking about. I could certainly vouch for her and verify for her about this whole food mood connection. <laughs> Feel free to reach out to Jacqueline. Uh, she can be reached. She's on social media, Instagram. Uh, 
the web, the World Wide Web. I can't even talk right now, like everybody. Uh, JacquelineDoyleHealth.com is her website. I'll put a link to that in my in my uh, podcast description. JacquelineDoyleHealth.com. Her Instagram handle is the same, Jacqueline Doyle Health. Uh, she's also on TikTok at Jacqueline Doyle Health. So, okay, Jacqueline, real quick, I, I have some more questions, but spill the beans on what's this smoothie recipe, real quick. That, that <laughs> just give us a quick overview. Of course, and so it it, it changed is a lot but right now my absolute favorite combination is cacao um, frozen raspberries um, I have a chia seeds in there and I actually soak the chia seeds just for about half an hour and that aids in digestion um, and then I do water frozen cauliflower to add your fiber wow. um, and then some ice and I blend that up and it's just so delicious and I, I actually post a lot of my smoothies on Instagram and TikTok just because I love creating new combinations. Wow okay we'll have to check that out so again JacquelineDoyleHealth.com uh, that's her website her Instagram handle also Jacqueline Doyle Health and TikTok also Jacqueline Doyle Health. Real, real quick also Jacqueline you mentioned cacao for anyone who doesn't know what that is that is chocolate and I just have to <laughs> Pick your brain, brain real quick, or specifically dark chocolate. What what percentage of cacao do you use? Oh my gosh! Well, I have a cacao powder. Um, oh, I'm okay. not, yeah, and but then for dark chocolate, because I'm a huge, I love chocolate. I always do seventy percent or higher. Ah, I got you beat. I do a hundred percent. I go. Oh I, my <laughs> I go straight out, and it is an acquired taste. Absolutely, I will tell you that. Uh, I've worked with seniors for years, and I've been. Uh, um, integrating slowly like these these different health foods everything you're talking and and i gave them 100 dark chocolate once and none of them want to talk to me anymore <laughs> okay i will give you very quickly a recipe that might make it a little bit better um okay. with my dark chocolate i make like a dark chocolate um uh, oh my gosh like a bar so i do roasted almonds sea salt and i melt the dark chocolate and just put it over parchment paper and then put it in the freezer and it's like this lovely dark chocolate dark chocolate bark oh okay yeah Ooh, that, that sounds um yeah yeah phil if you want to share some of that with me uh jacqueline i can post <laughs> it on my podcast description also or again go to her website jacquelinedoylehealth.com so let me let me back up again jacqueline let's go back to the the food mood connection here originally what what we started talking about before you started this this transition and transformation into a whole foods primal type diet, like on a scale of one to 10, where would you say your mood was, your energy was with one being like completely terrible, 10 being, you know, really, really good. And then where would you compare that, you know, before and then now the after phase on a scale of one to 10 in terms of your food mood connection and energy and all that? Yeah, so I would say before I really took my nutrition seriously and how it impacted my mood and energy, I would say I was running at about a three. Um, wow. and, you know, that's not just energy. It was a lot of, um, you know, there a lot of brain fog, a lot of sadness I was feeling, lack of motivation. And, you know, it, it's oh, not wow. all food. There's definitely other things that I've done in conjunction with my food, but I just think food is such a good place to start. Um, if you're, if you're going on a health journey to feel better and to feel optimized, um, right now, honestly, I feel like I'm probably at an eight or nine, like wow. <laughs> big, difference. big difference then. Yeah. It's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. And for anybody listening to like, you know, these, these journeys definitely take time. 
Um, but I feel like if you're feeling some sort of progression almost every single day and you're staying true to, you know, how you want to feel, the process is just so worth it. Um, yeah, definitely. So in the big scheme of things, you know, what you're saying is this, this food connection is huge. So let me have you put your coaching. I mean, your coaching hat has been on the whole time. I know that, but let me, <laughs> let me dive into that Avenue a little more. So you and I, as health coaches, we have a very big challenge and that is the fact that people are not doing this. So if someone is listening to this right now, Jacqueline, and they're trying to figure out where to go, how to get started, you mentioned food a second ago is a good place to start. How do they do it? What do they do? Like, what does their psychology have to be like? What, you know, the motivation, can, can you kind of guide us through those very early stages for someone who's sitting on the couch right now and wanting to get to that healthy place? Like exactly like your parents. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, everybody that I have coached in the past and everyone that I'm coaching now, again, like, you know, like comes from a different um, perspective around nutrition and, and life and things like that. Um, so I'm someone that very much takes all of that into account. Um, I always ask my clients to do a minimum of 12 weeks with me because it is so easy to, um, you know, meet with someone and put them on a plan for 30 days and then, you know, check in at the end. Right. Um, right. but for me, I do a lot more, um, a lot more kind of in-depth sessions. So I meet with my clients weekly, um, and for the overall kind of the intake call, I really talk to them about how they want to feel and how they envision themselves three months from now and four months from now. And, you know, really have them think about that feeling rather than just focusing on, say, the weight loss, because that's typical for a lot of the clients that I see. Um, and so I really do start slowly. Um, we get into the kind of granular about what diets they've tried in the past, what has worked, what has not worked, um, you know, things like that. And then we kind of really grow from there. So, um, for instance, you know, someone that I'm coaching now, um, we've been working together for about six weeks and we started just focusing on the food and now we've brought in exercise and now we've brought in meditation and things for fun and you know we just really build on each week so I'm not throwing so many different elements at once um, it's more of you know kind of building that base and then building upon that you hit on something huge like like Bing, 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 bing. You said just a moment ago that you don't focus on weight loss. You focus more on how they want to feel like four, six, eight, 12 weeks down the road and specifically what type of vision that they have for their life. And, and quickly again, for anyone listening now, that is so huge. I, I try to do the same thing. Anyone that I come into contact with, it's really not about losing weight, is it, Jacqueline? It's really about a life transformation and, and focusing exactly what you said, how you feel and what this vision that you have for your overall life down the road a hundred percent um because if you don't have you know this vision it's going to be hard you know when you jump on that scale and you've gained a few pounds and then you give up right mm -hmm. so it's really yeah. about focusing on that long term and that that's also hard for clients and that's something you know as a coach and that's something that i take very seriously is you know really helping them stay accountable and encouraging them through this process because like you said, it's not just about the weight. And, you know, I got, it got really hard for, um, 
my clients, you know, jumping on the scale and then getting upset and then jumping on the scale, like it was affecting their happiness and really contributing to those happiness, happiness levels so much that I just thought, okay, I need to do something a little bit different here. And that, and that difference was focusing on like the long-term vision and feeling versus the weight loss then, right? Yep. Yep. And then I also bring in like specific um, goals each week. So we typically pick about two to three goals, what we want to work on each week. Um, I do a recap after every session. And then that's what we start with our next session. And then we build, like I said, upon that. Um, and it's just, it, the approach has really, really, I felt has really worked and helped people um, and also has helped myself. Gosh, Jacqueline, you're going to get me to sign up with you. <laughs> All excited and, and giddy and everything. So, uh, you mentioned also that you know food was a big part of your transformation, but you said there were some other things too. Can you talk real quick about about some of those other things? Because I know obviously food is a big part of that health journey. But what are some other things that that have helped you along the way? Yeah, so I am um, hugely into meditation, and I would say okay. I started. Yeah, I started developing like a, a more kind of spiritual practice, I guess I would call it about two years. No, oh my gosh, almost three years ago now. Um, you know, I just went through some things in my personal life and it almost, you know, was one of those moments where it felt like everything was kind of crumbling outside of me and I didn't have the control. And then you start to, you know, control by you know, eating food or eating junk, like you, you pick your coping mechanism. Right. Um, and so for me, what started to really help was just meditation. I use insight timer. I use the calm app. Um, I use Gabby Bernstein's meditations, but that is something that I started about three years ago and I have never turned back. It is something that has helped my mindset and the shift in how I, you know, view certain things, especially when it comes to food and feeling my best, um, but meditation is something that I continuously come back to. And it's one of those really non-negotiables for me. I do it almost, you know, 90% of the time every morning, uh, for about 10 minutes. So how long have you been on this journey, Jacqueline, from, from when you were, you know, not a three, I guess, to, to a nine, like what's the time period there? Like one week or. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, uh, yeah, I wish, right. um, I would say I, I would say, I would take the last say four or five years as kind of a wave, you know, my life has gone up and down, up and down this particular um, focus on the food mood connection. I would say to be perfectly honest, I was feeling a three at this time last year. Mm -hmm. um, and then in November, I started to make a lot of different shifts. One of them was actually alcohol. And I can talk about that if you want. Um, so I would say in the last year, it has really gone from that three to that eight or nine. Oh, wow. And let me, yeah, I will have you expand on that alcohol, but just for anyone listening, let me throw this out. So Jacqueline, as she said, she's human. I'm human. Even though we're the health coaches, we're experts, you know, so, you know, supposed to be the experts here, but, you know, we have our ups and downs too. We're, we're just like everybody else. And, uh, you know, we, we struggle at times, but I think the difference for folks like Jacqueline and myself is that we don't stay down, that we keep focusing on that bigger vision that we want for our life and specifically how we feel and taking actions towards, towards that. So I don't know. What do you think of that, Jacqueline? Yeah. And I actually just had to write that down very quickly because you're so oh. right. Like this vision, 
um, that I, it's almost like I finally really woke up to it and it, it has completely, um, just like he's like that vision for how I want to feel and how do I want my life to play out, um, is something that has been resonating with me for, for that year. And like you said, like I have been, you know, coaching for a long time, but I've also, I am human and I go through my own struggles. Um, And so, you know, every struggle that I have, I try to take that as an opportunity to obviously progress from it and then ultimately help someone else that may be going through the same thing or similar thing. Well, I want to get back to the alcohol, but this is fascinating for me. Another thing. So Jacqueline, what what is your why for all of this? What motivates you? What, 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 what excites you about all this, I guess? Yeah. So I would say, honestly, like waking up in the morning in a happy state and a grateful state and an energetic state um, is something that I continuously come back to. And the, the, helping people also. Um, so, you know, I just remember times where I would not want to get out of bed and I would not want to, you know, face the day and everything felt like a struggle. Oh, wow. And, wow. you know, I really wake up now with so much appreciation, um, a lot of, a lot of gratitude and just more excitement and happiness, um, in my life. Wow, I'm getting goosebumps here. <laughs> so you've really been through through your own journey. So again, anyone listening, I mean, Jacqueline, if you're on the couch now, so to speak, or kind of at that three that Jacqueline mentioned, she's been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, her help, her her health, her website. See, I can't even talk. <laughs> her website is JacquelineDoyleHealth.com. Instagram handle, same thing, Jacqueline Doyle Health. Uh, TikTok, same thing, Jacqueline Doyle Health. Wow. What, what, what's your vision for the future then, Jacqueline, if I can ask you that? I just, I want to continue to develop as a person myself. I want to continue to feel this like lightness and energy. And then I want to use that, like I said, to help other people. Um, so my coaching, when I eventually get into psychotherapy, um, I think that from the journey that I've been on with this, you know, I really hope to inspire and motivate and educate other people. Well, the, the psychotherapy signed me up. I know I could probably use that, but I know, I know we all, I'm, I'm kind of joking, but I know we all could, because you're right, we do have ups and downs and, and trials mm-hmm. and tribulations and, and struggles. And you've done a, a shining example of how you, you, continue to just like you, you said uh, just a second ago that that this idea of state in the morning you wake up in a happy state a healthy state uh, energetic state and and that's incredible and I think for for someone who's not able to do that they wake up in a depressed state or a sad state uh, what would you say to that person right now Yeah. Um, and I give so much, you know, compassion to how people feel because I have been there and I can say that with a hundred percent honesty. Um, what I found to be the most important thing for me was just focusing on myself and what I can do and what changes I can make because so much of this, um, feelings of unhappiness that I experienced was because I was trying to control things that were completely outside of me. And I know, you know, a lot of people talk about focus on your own, you know, yourself and things will happen, but it's so true because I, I made so many changes in my outside world that I thought that was going to bring me happiness and it didn't. And it wasn't until I, you know, started to get so intentional with my food, my meditations, what my vision was, 
that is when I started to get happier. And it, you know, Brad, it did not happen overnight, but like I say, it's a journey. And it didn't. <laughs> I, I wish it did, but you not know, a you, fix. <laughs> yeah. And you come to these, you know, moments where, you know, even now reflecting back, like when I used to, when I was feeling like that. And, you know, you almost think like, am I ever going to feel happiness? Am I ever going to feel excitement or joy? And now mind you, of course, the pandemic doesn't, did not help. <laughs> um, but again, it comes down to like, what can I do for me? Not, you know, despite what's happening in the outside world. And I always, always come back to that. Wow. And so that question, what can I do for me? That, that, what was your answer to that question then? The food and the meditation yeah. and like that? Yeah, exactly. Like, what can I control? Well, I can control that I go in for a run. I can control that I'm going to do yoga today. I can eat a diet and support my health by choosing foods that are really going to, um, you know, create this energy and, um, and then my spiritual practice. And then of course, those connections, of, you know, with friends and family are so important as well. Um, I can call my mom, I can call my friend, you know, what can I do? Despite, you know, again, like I said, what's happening in the outside world. And um, those were all some of the things that I would come back to. And I come back to almost every single day. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight something you just said that's huge, Jacqueline, for anyone listening again. So Jacqueline just used a really, 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 really key word, and that word is choose. Mm -hmm. She chooses to do yoga, she chooses to do meditation, she chooses to do um, the healthy uh, lifestyle and eating. And so sometimes I think it requires a reality check and that you have to look yourself in the mirror with that that, you know, what can I do for myself? And it's it's um it's like a, a reality check for yourself. You know, what am I choosing right now? Because literally, if you really take responsibility for your life, you're choosing to, to not exercise or you're choosing to not, you know, do something healthy or you're choosing to do something unhealthy mm -hmm. rather than like, like you said in the beginning, kind of, you know, blaming it on the outside, things that you didn't have control over. Mm -hmm. um, yep. A hundred percent. And that, you know, when you, when you kind of think about that as well, um, you, you do kind of get more intentional about what you, what you can control and then think more about what you can't control. You can't control other people's actions. You can't control what people think of you. You know, you can't control that the fast food restaurant doesn't have a salad. Like <laughs> that's probably a silly example, but you know, it's always, you know, it, it was really, shying away and staying away from a victim mindset and really taking ownership and responsibility and control over my life. So what, what is your mindset? Obviously it's not a victim mindset. How would you describe your mindset? So again, that is something that has um, changed so much because I was very much someone that was you know, upset at the weather, upset that someone said this, is upset with my boss, you know, always focusing on it was someone else. Um, so my mindset is that I choose, like you said, to do these things. I am responsible for my own life and I'm going to do what I can and with what is within my control um, to make myself or to help myself be the best version that I can be. And so how would you describe that mindset, like an uh, 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 empowered mindset or like what, what adjective would you use? Yeah, I would definitely use, I'm trying to think of a good word here, yeah. empowered. A happy um, mindset or? 
Sorry. A happy mindset, or obviously, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not a victim mindset. Obviously, no. I'm trying to give people, yeah. what, you know, what would be the opposite of a victim mindset? Because that's obviously where you're where you're at now. Yeah, and I think it's. Um, I'm trying to think of what the opposite word to like restriction is. Like it, like an open, open. Is that something? I'm sure there's a better word, but yeah, more. there's some there's some researcher. I think Carol Dweck at Stanford. She caught oh, growth. Yes. Okay. Growth. Yes. A growth mindset. Yeah. Oh my growth. gosh! And that book. It, that, that is. Yeah, like that is an incredible book. Um, okay, you got it. We, we worked together to get there, but we did it. Um, a growth mindset, yeah. open, energetic, and happy, and gr- grateful, and. And I'm not happy under, you know, I'm not always happy, but I do, like you said, come back to, to this um, kind of feeling of appreciation and um, gratitude. Yeah. And, I, and again, I keep saying this for anyone uh, that is listening. Uh, Jacqueline is, is a living, breathing proof that where you were is not where you can be or, or where you are going. Like the past, like what happened last week, or the past is not equal to future, something like that. I, I don't know quite how to say that. But, but yeah, again, anyone listening, wherever you are at in your life, today again Jacqueline is an incredible resource reach out to her for help if you need it um, JacquelineDoyleHealth.com uh, that's her Instagram and, and her TikTok whatever you've got going on that does not have to be where you are uh, in yeah. the future whether that's like like Jacqueline said four weeks eight weeks 12 weeks or, or, or whatnot um, Jacqueline I always hate to get to this part because we're starting to run out of time and like I said we could go on I actually could go on a lot longer because I'm really intrigued and inspired by you. in fact I'm right now I would love to have you back on yeah of course part two <laughs> Yeah, part two, part three, part four. There's, there's a lot of different, <laughs> different angles we can go here. But as we start to wrap this up, is there any any anything that you have not yet said that you would like to say out there? No, I think I think you asked so many great questions, and just hitting home again that you're you're so right. If someone's sitting out there and they just feel like I'm never going to get out of this mindset or how I'm currently feeling, there are ways and. If you commit to yourself and you commit to that vision um, and you also commit to like, you know, really enjoying the process and the struggle that's going to come out of this, you'll just be, you'll, you'll feel so much, so much better. And I say that from experience. Yeah. Again, you're, you're certainly living proof. So real quick to wrap this up, how would you describe your life now at an eight or nine compared to when it was at a three? Oh my gosh. It's just, and, and to be honest, it's so funny because nothing has in my outside has changed, right? Like I'm, I'm right, doing, exactly, all, yeah, nothing yeah, not I'm doing all of the same things. Um, but my, my mindset, I, again, like I just have, I did not have an appreciation for everyday life. Um, I was very fearful of the unknown and maybe, you know, maybe the pandemic has helped with that in, in, in a way, because, you know, we have today and why not make the best of today and then tomorrow comes and we, we do the best that we can tomorrow. Um, so I'm continuously trying to develop myself so I can better help um, my coaching clients and then my clients in the future. Um, so I just, I feel so much more energetic and, and positive. I guess, towards life right now. 
You're giving me goosebumps. So you definitely inspired me. And I hope this, you know, podcast, you know, we've, we've covered a lot of ground today, but like I said, we've, we've kind of barely scratched the surface on, on some mm-hmm. of this, but yeah, we'll, we'll schedule you for part two, three, four, and five <laughs> for here, sure. uh, uh, down the road. Um, but again, yeah, I'm just going to start to wrap this up. So for anyone listening today, um, Jacqueline is an incredible story, her journey um, from a three to a nine, so to speak, and where her life is at now. You also can be there wherever you're at now is not where you have to be tomorrow. Food is a huge uh, part of that. Uh, Meditation, yoga. Oh, Jacqueline, I did want to ask you this real quick. One more thing. Uh, you, so you mentioned meditation and yoga. What what other exercise do you do, if I could call it that, or what what, what other? Yeah. So I I do. So I meditate. I I run. So I'm actually a long distance runner. Um, luckily, races have started to come back here in Ontario in Toronto. So I've signed up for a few races coming up. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um, and then I love like I love the Peloton app. I do Melissa Wood Health. I do Pevolve. Um, so I I switch it up because I love. Um, that's another thing, you know, that I enjoy so much now is the movement and, and um, how exercise feels for me and uh, in my body. Okay, that's, that's, that's incredible. So again, I apologize, everyone, I've, I've got to wrap this up. I don't want to keep you here all day. <laughs> uh, so final shout out and thank you to Jacqueline so much for being here today. I super, super appreciate it. Again, for anyone, you've got a huge resource with Jacqueline, JacquelineDoyleHealth.com uh, is her website. That's her Instagram handle and her, her TikTok handle. Uh, too. Again, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it. Remember, wherever you are is not where you have to be, or you can change, I guess is what I want to say. Wherever you are now, if you're looking to make that change, that health journey to to start that food mood connection, as Jacqueline talked about, uh, reach out to her, reach out to me. Um, You know how to find me. Uh, But again, thanks so much, Jacqueline, for being here. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. I super, super appreciate it. And until next time, this is Coach Brad saying be well, be safe, be happy, eat ice cream. Thanks so much, everyone. Take care. We'll see you next time.